life is not like normal someone is not trying to burden you but something happens and there are issues and you also just need to know that you have to support people we are not giving ourselves a lot of grace mm -hmm. Um, so this person is assuming that this person has to be treated in an X way. The other one is assuming this one has to be treated in an X way. This one is feeling I need to live my life, which is true based on how things now run now. A big part of this is that people have different understanding of what the word community and family means, mm -hmm. right? And and I think it influences a lot. So for some people also, we cannot just assume that everybody had it good. What is big for me is that we're all we have. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Mujay Maswe. I'm your host, Mujay Maswe. I'm talking small, small, because I'm trying to emulate the person who's going to be on this podcast, a good friend of mine, Bayemi Bemiro, a brand storyteller. What we're talking today, and I'm basically trying to figure out a four-liner on how I'd describe him, but hey, without much ado, stealing um, this guy's line. Welcome, Bemiro. Yeah, my dear, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still thinking... Um, do I say what people want to hear? Or do I say what I really think on a lot of issues? Um, but yeah, I, I know this is going to be an interesting conversation. Um, and let's just chat. Let's just um, talk about some of the things we have in, um, in our minds mm -hmm. or on our heads and see how much we can um, share within the next few minutes. Yeah. I think I want to start with something that you and I have spoken about a few times uh which is which i feel is one of the most important parts of society and it's family well yeah so to me family is really really important right family is so my definition is if there's a cancerous tumor that means there's a problem with yourselves right so a society has or seems cancerous that means the family unit itself has issues does that make any sense? So I yeah. feel like the family unit needs a lot of attention. Like we need to pay a lot of attention to the family unit before um, we can say, hey, we want to improve society. And off of social media, family itself is getting a bad rap from people saying stuff like um, they can't tell their family or they wish they had not been born or just constantly pointing out flaws in their parents right the whole african parent trope and i feel it's a bit unfair so i'd love to hear your thoughts on that i i mean this is um um so i'm going to share what i think because they're like um, a lot of thoughts around and i do not even know maybe i subscribed to them earlier today on twitter mm -hmm. um someone was sharing something about people who were saying that um, their parents they were like attacking people mm -hmm. um or saying that parents are beginning to see themselves as retire their kids as retirement plan and i'm like um if this mother or father kind of like sold stuff or did not even live life i mean did not buy clothes just for you to get the best of education and and you get to one point where you are like probably successful or like getting things good and you're like mm -hmm. ah, not retirement plan i'm like why what 
what i mean i'm trying as much as possible not to use french here like what the because i mean um i i do not even know anybody who thinks that you should invest something in invest a level of effort in mm-hmm. bringing up anything and you do not get like it, I, I I know that there are some entitlement mindsets towards this thing that sh- should not be encouraged, but I don't know. Um, what I think is that if family is done right, um, there is, it's a family unit, which means that everybody should be contributing joints, right? Yeah. Um, that, that's what I think. I think that sometimes, um, and depending on experiences, if it's done right, it means that the parents need to support the kids and the kids need to support each other. And the kids also need to support their parents. It's like a, it's supposed to be an amazing cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not think that anybody should try to burden anybody. But again, we also know that sometimes life is not like normal. Someone is not trying to burden you, but something happens and there are issues and you also just need to know that you have to support people. Um, um, I, I just feel that everybody should try as much as possible to be patient, to be considerate and to support each other. I, I, I think that's one place I'm going to anchor my thought around family. For me, family is important. Um, um, I have, I have, I have, three brothers plus my mom and dad and and i mean i'm going to give everything to make sure they are comfortable i mean right i mean so sometimes you that thoughts may flash through your head around black tax and all but again you're like what else should i be doing right if i'm not supporting those that are close to me and um so i mean that, that that's what i think i really do not subscribe to even for like my religious family, like church. I mean, I really do not subscribe to like washing dirty linen in public. Mm-hmm. I really do not subscribe to bashing people from my from my family. Um, I, I I like to try to see how we can set things inside. Um, and 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 I am not one of those who um who um like to see things as burdens even though sometimes it can be overwhelming sometimes you just wake up and like god help me (laughs) right Mm -hmm. um i i i want to be realistic like that but talking from my own experience i think that a family is more like contributing joints where everybody are doing things together yeah and that makes sense that's a really reasonable definition right so what has so is it one of the things is it that this definition and this philosophy that you shared with us, which I also agree with, is it that it's not common? Because the takes I see, I mean, for, for the most part, the like let's just say social media is not real life, but I'm trying to see people in reality have these conversations also, right? Um, the most common one is the kids did not ask to be born, which is a very, very weird concept. Like when I hear them, I just, I get thrown off. But is it that... Okay, maybe the economy is harder, so people are trying to be a bit more tight-fisted and they've totally forgotten that we have we came this far because of help, because of family, right? Sometimes family may not have the capacity and someone else takes you in as family to bring you up to that level, you understand? And I mean, there's paid forward, but there's also making sure that, hey, the home in which you come from, you're actually raising people out. So what's, what has gotten to the heads of people to now realize, to start saying that, 
it's not important to them. It's not as important to them. Or why don't they see the importance like you see it? I don't know. Um, I, I, I cannot speak for people that um, I kind of like do not have like personal relationship with. But I, I would say that the world is getting a little bit more individualistic. And I think maybe that's the problem. Um, people wanting to do things their way. Um, there's a lot of knowledge now, right? Mm-hmm. So people have newer definitions to older experiences, <laughs> right? And and I think that is complicating a bit of things. So um, sometimes people look back and say that, ah, Omar, they didn't do this well, they didn't do X well, they didn't, I mean, sometimes, without the context of those people who were doing it at that time what mm-hmm. did they know when they were doing it did they think that that was the best thing to be done mm-hmm. what did they understand as what they were doing i mean that you have a better understanding now did not mean they have it they had a better understanding then true so um i think that is what is causing like a lot of distance and um also maybe um our parents sometimes are still also trying to deal with us based on old setting in a newer time right and so there's like a lot of conflicts um but what i think is that maybe we are not giving ourselves a lot of grace mm-hmm. Um, so this person is assuming that this person has to be treated in an X way. The other one is assuming this one has to be treated in an X way. This one is feeling I need to live my life, which is true based on how things now run now. I mean, there's a little bit more individualist individualism, if mm-hmm. that's a word. Um, um, people are claiming to be a little bit more self-aware. There are different definition of how to live your life. Mm-hmm. You only live once, YOLO, and mm-hmm. several other thoughts around that. And, and if you look at how families run, families run in terms of interconnectedness. Mm-hmm. So, so there is a clash in terms of the ideals that run the two different operating system. One says you only live once. The other one is saying, I mean, we are all in this together. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that it's the clash that is causing a lot of things. I mean, so it, people are a lot more self-aware and they are thinking, oh, I can do this all by myself, by myself. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I, 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 I think that's the biggest thing, more like a coach, um, a culture um, clash in terms of how we believe things should be done. Maybe there's a new generation that is saying, I can do things by myself. And mm-hmm. the other generation is saying, it takes a community to raise a child, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, so it, it, it's just clash, um, um, clash. I mean, that's why when we grew up in school, the teachers almost exactly had control over us, like our parents, mm-hmm. right? And when your parents brings you to school, they give you a teacher to hand you over to. Now, the students are like, mom, you don't need to do that. I can take care of myself. So I think that's the change in dynamics that is leading to a lot of things, causing a lot of conflict. And as the nuances continue to evolve, um, it's also affecting family dynamics. I'm looking forward to what kind of parents we are going to become. <laughs> I, mean. uh, I think there's going to be a lot of polarization when it comes to parenting for our time. But I mean, we'll get to that bridge. What you said just made me think about something that I also noticed, right? Com- community, right? Um, I feel like those who value community 
in itself, also value family. And I'm coming from a standpoint of like tech, right? I one of the reasons I love Cardinal is because there was a community that was also set as a family for me, right? And one thing I noticed about everyone in that community, they have really strong family values. Like back home individually, not just in collab, right? So do you think that part of this individualism is why people maybe have like difficulty learning as a group or like growing growing like growing basically, maybe career wise? And um okay, so I have this friend, I have a few friends, right, outside of collab also, who are like sort of sort of like a virtual community. And that's where you and I met on Twitter. It's how I met Charles CD, Charles Unjoku, um Shaiwan, that's Chukoka, um Praise UX, um I think one more person, Dan, Dan Biomi. And I remember like twenty eighteen, maybe like twenty nineteen when we're like all on the come up, right? Like we're not we're not this buoyant financially. We're just like in this learning phase. We didn't have mentors and stuff. We had this like closed community type feeling, right? And then we all, we in in a way we all found ourselves in Asha also, which is like a community. And I can testify to the amount of people who have grown and you, yeah, is some of the biggest brands that we know right in Nigeria from like just those guys trying to navigate things, opening the computer. But now we're talking to each other. I remember like. Dan can like trying to figure out something and he'll call me and like we'll talk through it, you understand? I'll call um Shaiwan when I'm like stuck on something. But this whole we are in this together our community, we're trying to see each other grow, right? Me, me and Joke are really close. So we should tell each other like see. We're just trying to get to the top and as family, we're going to do it together. We we'll see ourselves as family. And it's the same ideology I have with my own family. My general brother is writing KD with me and he's trying to like make a better life for himself also. And I mean it's my family, so I'm gonna do everything the best of my ability to make sure that he leaves. Um, he, it's easy for him and he basically can get through it without like so much hassle. But I feel like if people do not have these values from the get-go, success is going to be hard for them. Oh. I, it's, it's, it's a feeling, but I feel like there's how far you can go on your own. I mean, the African proverb of if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. But if you're going to be a community, you won't be needing all these networking classes, you know, the whole network to go your network bullshit. I mean, I feel it's bullshit because at the end of the day, if you are a very community-centric person and you just see yourself as someone who is willing to help, like offer value without even wanting to really get stuff in return, right? Your network and your network increases, you understand? I mean, I saw O oh, asked me something about no new friends. I was like, I mean, I'm trying to get into the circle of people who basically were in the trenches together and you're saying, hey, they're not letting you in. Like, how do you just barge into people who have grown as communities together, but you're coming with your own individualist mindset, and it just feels like you want to be a user. You understand? Yeah, that's my thought. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I kind of, like, agree with your thoughts. Um, the only place, I mean, I have, like, a slight edit to it is the success has different meanings to different people, Fair right? Um, um, so may, maybe that's where... That's where I sit because, I mean, off the top of our head, we know some of our friends who are really friends or people around us that we know because let me know is that friends so loosely mm-hmm. um, that that are, so to speak, individualistic and really ambitious and are getting things done. But again, we now say that um, success have different meanings to different people. Um, 
a big part of this is that people have different understanding of what the word community and family means, mm-hmm. right? And and I think it influences a lot. So for some people also, we cannot just assume that everybody had it good in their family, right? Yeah, true, true. And for anybody who did not have it good, it's going to be difficult for you to preach the importance of family to them, even in every other aspect of life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what I usually think is that we should all have a bit more grace. Um, I, I, I'm learning that because um, for me too, I did not used to forgive myself so easily. When I fail, man, I mean, um, you think you're beating me up, man. I th- <laughs> there's nothing you're doing that I've not done to myself like times 10. Okay. Um, so I, I think that if we give ourselves a little bit more grace and give people a little bit more grace, um, we may be able to help them see what it means to be in a family. Um, I, I, looking at it from everywhere, I do not think that, that um, I mean, I'm strong on my on my foundation as a christian right i mean so he says the bible says it must three three can two work together except they yeah, agree. agree um the other part says one which is a thousand and two which is ten thousand right um there are a lot of beauty to community um um down to even the creation story when god said it is not good that you should be alone right um it, there are a lot of beauty to community. Um, Jesus could do X, but his 12 apostles could do like, I don't because 10X. <laughs> I, I can't even call it 10X because from, from there, like to the whole world. I mean, he said you do better things I've done. I mean, so it means that irrespective of how you can do as one, when mm-hmm. you have a very committed community, you can have a ripple, right? Sure. And, 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 I I think it's just we having that understanding and getting it across. Um I and I agree with you when you say that um that that these things uh these things compound in terms of when you're intentional about community in the first place, this mm-hmm. network network conversation will not be it because um as much as you so there's something about believing in community and family. It's going to affect how you live. It's going to affect how you connect to people. It's going to affect the value system of what you think is right or wrong, <laughs> right? Um, it's going to affect how much you share and it's going to affect how much people connect with you. It's going to affect how you're vulnerable because, mm-hmm. I mean, um, I, I, and so it's a lot around it. Um, so yes, I, 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 think, I think that's a good place to anchor. Good. I mean, we could dig. I have a few tips out there on family, but I want to take a quite a quick digression on another topic: faith. Right? Um, I found your faith journey interesting because we spoke about it a few times, like once or twice. Where you're telling me that I remember time. I remember when because you're very vocal about new experiences, right? Uh, but I remember when you honestly rediscovered faith. Or we discovered God. The good way to say it. Yeah, we discovered God. And your excitement. I was in church with you on Sunday. And at the corner of my eye, I was like, there's this. So, you know, so for most people, it's a new point in a new place to try to like calm and just like observe. But there was this way you flowed like, hey, I'm in the house of my dad. <laughs> Do you understand? And I admire that. And I'd love to know, right? I mean, I'm. This year for me has mostly been around discovering my feats also. Um, I'm easing into it. I've had my own battles, which 
we may touch on. But I want to know what what prompted you rekindling um your relationship. Man, um this is what I mean, this is going to be one of the first places I'm going to be sharing this. I was thinking I was going to share about this maybe sometime this year. <clears throat> um I've always loved God. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know so much about him, right? And so my relationship was with him was a lot more around doing stuff, right? Growing up, something happening to my dad's car and everybody comes out to want to repair it. And I kind of like pray under my breath and I lean on the bonnet and I say, daddy, go in and on the car and, and he does it and the thing comes on. Mm-hmm. Um, or in university, I was a pastor from 100 level um praying and doing a lot of things and people getting healed and seeing visions and and being able to s- s- do word of knowledge and all those stuff so it was it was good to be i mean but i think that i got to realize that um expressions of that in itself yeah. is fine but it's not the most important thing, right? Because immediately I left school, I wanted to rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I did not have, because my understanding was not so, it was good because I mean, I supported people. I mean, we grew, there's mm-hmm. so much knowledge, there's so much that, but when I was disconnected from my community, I was disconnected for real, okay. right? Um, so I left school, I went to Christian Union, and I, I think the first thing that happened first was I said I wanted to rest. Mm-hmm. And so small, small, like, I mean, we still did a good church, but the thing with the sweet us, nobody thing we supposed to sweet us, right? <laughs> and, and, and so gradually, but the, the most <laughs> crazy part was, it was more like I was a tethered goat, more like, I know if you do plenty, Based on say, I know where they come from. But yeah. again, I know say I need to do the right thing. For people who do not understand pigeon, it meant that I couldn't go so far, right? I couldn't do too bad. But again, I don't think I was faithful to God. So I was just rigma rolling around the same point. So what happened was recently God just started speaking to me and 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 I now said, God. I have done work. I have pastored. I have done stuff. But I'm tired. I just want to know you now, right? I, I've done activities, right? Now it's no more about the activities. Can I just start again to learn, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, we have leaders on the sick and they got well. A lot of that's not, I, I don't think that was all what I wanted. So I started learning again. And, and I started learning that Christianity for me is God holding my hands, not me holding God's hands. Mm. So these are two different things. Because for one, it looks as if you are the one fighting to be good. You are the one fighting to be in his presence. For the other one, you are like, if someone is holding your hand, just rest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right so that is what i started learning and you know what happens when how 
let me use normal relationship. You meet your girlfriend and you feel like this person loves you so much. The next thing that begins to happen is it gets easy for you to share about the love you're seeing. Mm -hmm. So this renewed being vocal about God is a love response, meaning I'm enjoying this thing so much, then why do I not talk about it? Right? Um, that excitement about learning something new. You know, when you read a book and you get to see this chapter and it's so, or you get to see a line and it's so nice. Next thing you do is what? You tweet about it, right? Mm -hmm. So when I learn something new, I talk about it. And and so I, I think it's that genuine excitement about learning about my father that, that, that is spoiling this new stuff. And it's also understanding. Yeah, maybe I just wait for maybe another question on Etsy. But I think it's that understanding that Jesus loves me that mm -hmm. keeps me going. Right? Um, I, 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 I think this is where I'm going to anchor. I usually tell people that um, um, Jesus knew, God knew that. In this world, I may not be perfect. So what did he do? He bought a life assurance policy for me mm -hmm. with the blood of Jesus, mm -hmm. right? He gave me a short tea that I know say since we know they were, but anytime I look at it, I don't see you. I see Jesus because your life has been bought with a price. This is not an excuse for you to live abnormally, but know that even when you are living abnormally, I have given you the capacity to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. That assurance that when I was younger, someone comes into the room and says, if you know you are going to heaven, mm -hmm. if you know if Jesus come now, you will go to heaven, raise up your hand. Mm -hmm. That I could not raise up my hand, that now that even if I am coming out, I'm not coming out from Brotello, but mm -hmm. even if I'm coming out from a Brotello and someone comes and say, if you know you are going to heaven now, raise up your hand mm -hmm. that I have the boldness in Christ Jesus to raise up my hand. Mm -hmm. That thing changed my life forever. Because I tell people that people were preaching sin to you, that if you sin, if you do this, you go to hell. And people were still sinning. So don't mm -hmm. you think that... The fear is not doing anything because... I have, I have my misgivings with the fear gospel. I mean, because First John scattered it for me when the Bible explains that it's a perfect love casts out fear. Mm -hmm. It means that if what makes you do this Jesus thing is because you are scared to go to hell, there is a problem with your faith. Mm -hmm. I, th I I can't remember. I think it's Ephesians that talks about the fact that 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 the whole like what we are trying to even get to. Ephesians is a very amazing book. You should read Ephesians one and two in TPT. That all what we are even trying to get to is to learn the length, the breadth, the depthlessness of God's love. Mm -hmm. I mean, the what even brought you to faith is the fact that for God so loved the world. What even brought you to faith is that even while you are yet sinners, Christ died for you. So I mean, it's so much about love and less about fear. So the day I lost the fear of going to hell that changed everything hmm. <laughs> you know what's crazy 
it's called the good news, right? It's called the good news. Like, a, he only knew no sin basically died for us to give us this access to the Father. But every other time where, most of the time when you hear the gospel, <coughs> like in the bus or in some camp team, this is related to how I was raised for the most part, it's more of a fear thing. That if you do not accept Jesus Christ and you die today, you're going to hell. If you are doing X, Y, Z, you're going to hell. You are part of the wicked if you do not accept Jesus. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It has more or less sounded like the bad news or the yo, you're fucked <laughs> news. Do you understand? But this explanation, which I've come to realize also, like, God loves you no matter what. Pierce has this shirt that says, God is not mad at you. Yeah. I think you also saw it on Shagun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, on one time I was with my pastor's wife. Let me just drop this. Yeah. And she was like, ah, do you love God? My response straight up was, God loves me. I mean, so I am not, I grow in the certainty of how much I love God. But the only thing I'm certain about is that God loves me. I mean, at some point, I may doubt maybe I love God based on my experiences or actions. Or what? Do you know the one that <laughs> God loves me, and God is not mad at me? I think it. I think I think it helps in changing the dynamic a bit, and I think it's one of the reasons why I was able to start going back to church. So for the most part, I've had experiences in the past. Let's say between twenty. Late 2016 and like 2018, I had like really rough rides. And it was a I did vex for God. And God said he vex for me back. <laughs> so my head with the beef. <laughs> All right. Which is valid. It's, it's, uh, it's valid. It was valid at that point. It's absurd in retrospect, but at that point in time, it was very valid because I was in pain. I was in the worst possible emotional pain i have lost my best friend of i mean we knew each other for close to two decades and he died you understand i had really close friends also that died it was just it was like i think i've lost about three people in the space of these years and this was just like what the hell is going on i remember when Ikina died no when tony zita actually died someone called me and said tony zita had an accident and um, we don't know if he's going to make it. I was in the kitchen that day in, I was living in a church lounge and I remember I was telling God, I said, God, see if there's anything, let this boy not die. Like, let my friend not die. I was basically close to tears and I was just, it's not going to die, it's not going to die. And then my friend Morgan called and says, my Tony is gone. I was broken. Like, I was broken. And then there was, what happened to my childhood friend, Ikena? Ikena was born Sickler and all that, like SS. But he's one of the people you will not know. You don't know his SS until he tells you. you get, because, like, he was strong. He kind of was more physical than I am, physical activities and all of that. He, the days he had is in like pain, you never know he can mask his pain and all of that. The very first time that I knew something really wrong was when I was in university. As a university, I came back and I had to go to the hospital and it was like an oxygen and all. And I was like, man, this is crazy. But like, I just shared up, brought my laptop, brought the gamepad. And we're like playing and just eating. Like he has this aunt that cooks really good food. And we're like, we're just like eating and encouraging each other. I was like, okay, you get better, you understand? So like, from, my, from that to now, 
I came to KD. He went to Lagos. He went to Andela actually. Learned programming. I was, I was actually learning pretty well. With I mean, he got in and was putting in the work. And I don't know. It just like it broke me. And I, I, I don't think I've been able to process. I was able to process that for a long time. And I mean a very long time. And funny enough, we cannot die in 2018 September. I processed it finally 2021 November on the plane back to Nigeria from Rwanda. I'll tell you what happened. So, like I said, he was basically right, SS. And I mean, one would expect that it's prayer. I, can, I come from this church that believes they're like one of the best. Like, we'll pray and God will answer and fire come down. And I was like, okay, I mean, let's let's just hope and hope. I spoke to him like a not spoke to him. I spoke to his dad like two days before he died, or a Sunday before he died, or so. And I was like, ah, so like, how is he? Getting? I was like, ah, okay, now it's better. You understand? Like, like, yeah, he's recovering. I kind of talked to him. I was like, ah, he's sleeping, but like in the morning on Monday, you let me talk to him, right? So Monday he didn't like call, and I didn't call. Because for some reason, I had some stuff I was doing. I was building something for someone, for a client. So I didn't call. But like, until I was like, in my head, I was like, on Tuesday, I go call. My mom just calls me. I'm working. Hey, mom, what's up? Fine. And she's like, ah. And like, her voice goes to them. like, Ikena is gone. And for some reason, my head didn't go to death. I was like, ah. He has gone back to Lagos. Like, like he should stay in the house and rest and recover now. Said, no, Ikena has gone to meet the Lord. I, don't, I think I just, I broke down. At that point, what happened was I was like, okay, thank you. I've heard. I cut the call, sat down. I knew that there was nothing that I was going to make. I, I just, I, I didn't know what to do at that point. So the listeners that made any sense was what's in front of me. I was building the website, right? I sat down on this spot and I finished it. I think I was building, it was PC team I was building for funny enough. I finished it, closed my laptop, went home, right? And then called after I was going for the burial, right? I called his brother and his senior brother and told me the burial was happening in Abia State. That's, I went from house from Kaduna to Abuja, Abuja to Benin, Benin to Abia. Went for the burial and came back. And that's when I get to cut and all because at that point I was, it was not like I'm telling you, like in your deepest, uh, darkest place, I need like companionship and all of that. But yeah, I went through the motions of that and I think that was the point where I think I was trying to lean into fate, but I was angry because I'm like, Omo, I mean, this is the one person I had. You understand? And me and Ikenes always talk about how we're putting in work into learning tech, right? Things will get better. Who would make this? Anytime I get in, you drop it in my stone, right? Like financially or skill wise or getting new role. He's one of the first people that comes to mind. I'm like, this person wants to rejoice with. I remember the whole uncertainty also had when I came to Cardinal, right? He used to call me and like, yeah, are you sure? You understand? Like, just check up on me because, I mean, Lagos is where it was at now, the whole tech thing. People leave Benin to go to Lagos to learn tech. I left and said, I'll come to Cardinal to learn tech. Do you understand? So that, I remember we even had a fight because one time he sent me roles to apply for in Lagos. And I was like, guy, I don't want to go to Lagos. And I was like, why are you acting weird? Like, I want what is good for you also. I don't think that Cardinal is. Like, we had a fight. I was like, yeah, you're my, you're my brother. If you, if you can't support me on this, then, guy, don't just bring it to I understand then. But he apologized. We made up and all of that. Like, we're that close. Like, 
And I'm like, God, this is the one person I have. There are times when learning, learning sometimes also like just takes a toll on you. Because you have to go back to back nights. What's the, what's the sleep? Sleepers for the week will be like, we're finishing courses meant for three months in three weeks. Like going that hard, just reading and having to understand, forcing myself to understand that. And so there are times where I have like bouts of depression and all that. I'll call, we'll talk, and hear encouragement and all of that. I was like, you can't take away this person from me. And that's why we went like off the deep end and all of that, right? No, my way back from one, I like I had like a whole life in that deep darkness and all. And my way back from Rwanda in 2021, November, I had like movies and to watch on my laptop. I was like, you know what, let's let me let me just watch the in-flight entertainment. I don't even remember the name of the movie. But the movie was this dude, it was a Christian movie, funny enough, which was ordinary, like secular airline. It was this movie of three kids um from a Christian home. Who were playing on ice. I don't know if you've seen it. So they're playing on ice. And then they fall into the ice. It breaks, right? But like two of them are able to escape or something. Two of them are able to like stay afloat. And while they were trying to like come out, one kicks the other one in the head by mistake. And then he just sinks to the bottom. He's on that ice for like hours. Do you understand? Like but then they even bring him out self. He has like he doesn't have a pulse of some sort, but they're still trying to like resuscitate him. I think they took his his body. Like he was not like he was dead, pronounced dead at that point, but they took his body to a particular hospital, treating him full of adrenaline, like just like pumping him and trying to make the heart work and all of that. His mom walks in and his mom just starts praying and crying and crying and crying. And this is this is mom the mom had already gotten there like maybe like 10, 20 minutes after they are giving up. Like they're giving up already, probably called the mother and like, oh, let the mother come in. Or mother they cry, they call on God. And then the guy gets a pulse. You understand? And there's this whole long ass thing of prayer circles around the city, how the things were difficult for him. You understand? So there's this whole, you've seen the medical condition as it's worsening or getting better. They bring in this guy that looks like Denzel Washington. I've forgotten his name. He's he acting in the movie too. He is the doctor and he was talking about the difficulty. Like, chances of survival are low as hell. And how even some members of the church from even the past two weeks were like telling mother to be realistic that well, this boy don't go. Like, it's hard for him to, to like survive this. And she was like, man, she doesn't want, she doesn't want any negativity around her. You understand? And then his friends believing him and like just praying and praying and praying. And I just got really emotional because, I mean, I knew that they got to be a happy ending, right? And I was just watching it. And uh, like they prayed, like it was even on the news TV, um, in the movie. And long story short, the boy came back, right? The procedure worked. He was able to communicate with them even when he was in a coma. And then they were able to bring him out to the a coma and there was no brain damage. Like he went back to playing basketball in uni in high school and all of that. I think what broke me is when at the end it was based on a true story. And I was like, I mean, the movie should have got his love. You understand? I've been doing some study to understand that God is love. He was able to bring this guy back. Why couldn't he bring back again now? And on that flight, I actually just broke down crying. And that was the first time I'd fully processed what happened. I still do not have the answers, but I think that's when I let go of my pain to a large extent. And then I just let go. I'll call it resentment. Like, when I reach a new milestone, like when I think about it, after that, I still also like thank God, hey, thank you God for bringing me this fan all of that. Like I try to even do it like this, praying once or twice a day, which is just a prayer of thanks. Like thank you God for how far you brought me. But it was still like anger and all. And 
Shufa, to an extent, I'm like, man, what can I do? Like, I can't hold on to this anger forever, right? And what I do not understand, I still believe that he is love and he has his decisions. And D- difficult. Sorry, go yeah. on. And it was really LVC or late last year when I was talking to Sanusi. Sanusi was like a person of faith. A very rational person, but also a person of faith. And he has mentioned that like once or twice to me. And I was like, just having questions around faith, like how he balances his faith, how does he allow, like his life and God, all of that. And he just tells me a few stories about himself and his relationship with God. I'm like, I mean, this makes sense. You know, it's a reasonable relationship. And then I'm like, I remember that his pastor invited me in 2018 to come to his church. Mm. I'll try it out. And that's how I ended up in Lighthouse. And that's how, why I go to Lighthouse. There are days where, I think, for all the things that um, usually, like, just start and stuff, Lighthouse has some of the, something that, it's one of the consistent things I do, right? But there are days I wake up, like, some Saturdays where you, like, have a long Saturday and you wake up on a Sunday morning and you just want to rest. I'm like, oh, I want to go to church. This is me that it would take maybe my parents, normally, if I don't, if I don't just feel like I don't go, do you get I was like, I don't want to go to my dad's house. Like, there's, there's nobody that's going to beat me. It's not, there's no parent dragging me. There's nobody making attendance for me. You understand? It, I just now enjoy being in his presence. I'm not going to pretend I fully understand everything yet. It's still just a lost little guy <laughs> right now. Just eh. finding my way through it. I don't know how it's going to work, but I, I have faith that in due time, I don't know, there'll be a reconnection, but I'm just there to be in presence of my father. And there are days where, like, I kind of feel closeness when I'm worshipping, right? I kind of feel the closeness when I'm worshipping. Man, I... I, I, uh, So, yeah, and I asked you yesterday about faith and then... Yeah, man. like, I just made it about me. I mean... Yeah, that's my faith story. It's kind of, like, a difficult... Thing to respond to so because I'm trying to balance what I say in my head um, because a lot of people have the same kind of story but in different nuances. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not a friend that they lost. Maybe it's that they grew up and something really bad happened Happen to, to them, them and yeah. and they're like, God, why? All right. <sighs> Most of the times I usually tell people that I am not I do not claim to have all the answers, but I would not let the things I am uncertain about affect the thing I am certain about. Mm. I mean, so I, I, I know God loves me. I'm certain about that one. Like, um, but when some things happen that are bad, sometimes I have answers. Sometimes I don't have answers, but. I would not allow the questions I have make me doubt the only answer I'm sure of. Mm. Um, and I think that's how I've rolled. Um, a few months ago, I was listening to my pastor say something, the senior pastor, and he was like, he prayed for God to give him big ears. And I prayed to him and said, God, give me big ears. And since that time, <laughs> it has been like, as if I'm the one that put myself into trouble. So I kind of like hear stuff, mm-hmm. like a lot. <laughs> 
I, I shared one video on my WhatsApp status where people were saying the one that pray and rocks about me. I was like, me, I'm the one that pray and carry my jot around because I just hear stuff. So sometimes I get answers, sometimes I don't get. But one of the things I've gotten to learn is that relationships helps you get answers. And the level of answers you get most times is a function of how much you have access. Mm. And so any answer I do not have, what I look out for is how much I am going to grow to the point where I get those answers. Mm. Um, so I, most times I don't pretend to say I have answers to things like this because I mean, it's really complicated. And the craziest one for me is all my life I have, I've had so many supernatural experiences. I've prayed for very, 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 very crazy issues that medically are impossible. I do not think I want to share on this podcast, but that got turned. Mm-hmm. One very special one, maybe like an ear opened and a couple of other things. But I say, God, I've had back pain since I was a pastor in 200 <laughs> levels. And I pray every day for my back pain. And my back pain is not going, God, I am praying for people. One time someone called me, it was even a few weeks ago, and the person was so sick on the sick bed. It was later on the person on my bed, and the person was sharing that, that she still cannot explain how I finished praying for her over the phone, mm-hmm. and she got instant healing. And I'm like, God, wait, though. She, <laughs> you, my own prayer. You know they hear my own prayer for my own back. Maybe your father pastor will pray for you. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but but I'm saying that there are so many things I don't yeah. have answers, right? Uh, sometimes I'm like, I'm even too scared, right? So, so, so I, one of the ways I could respond to what you say is that I don't even claim that I know. I don't even claim that I want to say maybe God is fair or unfair. But I only know that God is loving, right? And what I've gotten to realize is that the more you unlock how much God loves you, the more you unlock access to information that you previously did not have. And most of the times I tell people that um, if you don't run away from the person who has the answer because you have a question. Mm. Right. And so I think that's, that's how I, that's how I've lived. Cause a lot of times I wake up in the evening, I'm just crying. Cause sometimes I overthink things. I'm like, God, why? God, why? Especially because there are like a lot of things that I feel that are not going right. And I'm your son. Right. I'm your son. This thing should not be happening. But what is happening? <laughs> this song I just got like, many things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I go, why? But again, I go in and he says, son, how are you? And I'm like, I wanted to say fuck, but yeah. Yeah. I'm like, God. So I I think for me it's just that that thing that almost um, I, I I think it's no power in hell, no singers. I don't know the song. Yeah, that's my best team. 
Block me for me, son. I can't remember the song. Still in, like, no power of hell, no sin, no death, no nothing can take me away from him. I think it's that certainty. Again, I think I go back to that and say that. I, I think what you're looking for is no guilt in life, no fear in death. Um, no power in hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ I'll stand. That's my conclusion in a lot of things. That's mm. my conclusion on a lot of things. So I don't even pretend to have answers to questions like that. And me say I have like multiple questions <laughs> on varying levels. But what I'm setting up is my life changed and I met. Yeah. It's just, what more can I get from this relationship? And it's even, what more can I get? I think that's the wrong way for me to look at it because that's not how I look at it. I think for me, it's a bit more, how do I know him enough to live to the fullest of what he created me for? That's efficiency one and two, which I've been studying in recent times. I think that's a way. I'm not using the word anchor again. That's a good place to pause. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I would uh one thing I'm gonna take a bit a bit more deliberate about this year also is trying to along with other books, study books of the Bible. Um not going to approach it as Bible Bible. I'm gonna put it as hey, I'm reading a brief history of time by Steve Hawking and next week I'm picking is Romance Eight by Paul, <laughs> the apostle of I don't know, 70 AD or whatever. I'm going to pick it as those books and let's see how I go from there. What knowledge I can glean. But enough, I went to the Bible school at point 2017. So I want to see if I can reapply how we studied there to studying here. Just grow. Just grow. I, yeah. I think most of the times we put ourselves under pressure to be the kind of Christians we have seen around. Bruh, right now, I, 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 I would like to say I don't have a standard standard or, or modu <laughs> because we have i've come to realize i'm a very, very different person from a lot of people right and how they can navigate everyday things is different from how we navigate everyday things you understand so for example really consistency is something i have to be very, very deliberate about for most things right cool so where i have to build i have to build like i have to plan for example for like reading sometimes if i don't read in the morning i don't read for a whole day you understand i'm kind of person where I record bit, read. It's not like, is that pattern for me? Like, if I cannot do that for like my normal books, I'm going to do that for my Bible. You understand? So if I cannot like, okay, let me check it as, like, there are people who say, hey, they can pick up the Bible at any random time and read and just devil to the world. Hey, good for you. <laughs> my own is, I wake up, pick up, pick up as a book, open my phone, I read for the 30 minutes I can. Close it. You understand? I'm, I'm not putting myself under that pressure. There's no, no secondary school university where they, no pass mark difference. I mean, it's a slow and steady relationship. And speaking of relationships, which is the last thing I think we should touch on today. Cool. Um, how, what is your philosophy? And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, talking about relationships between general humans. What's your philosophy around that? I think it's to me that colors. Where are we have to defend the land we believe in this <laughs> nation? I mean, but it's not the whole we believe in this nation. Can't even know maybe I believe in nation. <laughs> but okay, I believe in nation. But yeah. Please, he's one of the most optimistic Nigerians I've met. I, I love Simi. 
Um, I've always loved Timmy. I, mm-hmm. I used to say one of my experience of Timmy. Although I was talking about you being one of the most optimistic Nigerians, but go on. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I don't even know maybe I have that optimism again, but but I don't have option. I mean, <laughs> see, the God that sent me to Nigeria, I know why. So That's I mean, so, so I mean, so most of the times I have tried to give up a lot of times. This last effort is looking like the strong one, but. Like I think reset again to default setting. Because <laughs> <laughs> this last one I tried, and it was looking as if this um this pessimism was growing, but my body is resetting to default. I, I think one time. Um and, and I think that was the first time I heard Great Nation. To me, that color came for um came to see um came to sing at mama's 70th i'd be 75th birthday mama meaning um archbishop margaret it was, uh, oh um, yeah sorry no, no. yeah yeah she's archbishop now yeah, yeah but mama it was, uh, and and sing in, in her bed and almost ah to me that close sang great nation and my chest almost came out and afterwards, I kind of like just DM'd him on Twitter and told him to send his number. Then I was still a pastor, so I was like, like, get level. I, I just, and he sent me, not even level. Like, but more like that time when person blessed me, I refused to make I bless them back, right? Yeah. I mean, so I kind of like asked for his number on Twitter and he sent it to me and no more. Then that's, I have, I've had his number since. Maybe one of these days, because I now have friends that are close to him. He has even forgotten, but... I mean, well, yeah. So I called him that day and I prayed for him and he was so happy. And momentarily, I just sent texts to pray for him because that song was strong. I think he has forgotten. But maybe one of these days I can become friends with him again because I need to tap from that optimism <laughs> because we now have a lot of like mutual friends. But um, when you ask what's my... My view to relationship has evolved over time. Um, but one thing that has stayed true is the fact that we are all we have. I mean, I've run programs, impact programs across different states that I have lived in. I don't think I've done anyone in Lagos yet. Maybe I'll do one in Lagos because now I've now lived in Lagos <laughs> for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've run programs on this. What I believe is that... Um, so it's connected to this optimism about Nigeria is that if I'm able to build small communities across different states who are committed to excellence, mm-hmm. I believe that we can drive a ripple effect in the different smaller communities. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were saying one day when we we're coming, I say that um, if we have a couple of hundred people who can take care of their community, who who have jobs that can provide for people because they have learned, because they have seen things happen, they are exposed, they are well-traveled, and they can also support their smaller communities. It means that some of these deceptions that the current system takes to take people out, that thing can be sorted, right? Mm-hmm. That thing can be solved. Um, so so that is, I, I feel that we should, my focus has always been on building small communities around the things that people are strong in faith small communities politics small communities media which i'm very strong on in recent times small communities brand storytelling small communities and that's what i've been focused on so that's why so if 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 to answer your question directly 
what's my philosophy around relationships is that we are all we have um and we'll defend what we have right i mean so when it is nigeria it's nigeria when it is community my friends would defend ourselves <laughs> i mean i mean when it is when it is my church or more i mean i carry church on my head because i mean it's my family here on earth right um um so yeah i mean it's it's a big what is big for me is that we're all we have and even down to the relationship i have with my babe yeah it's both of us we are all we have we are all we have yeah that's an interesting philosophy i like it yeah that that, that powers a lot of things oh. for me also those ties around like community intentionality um paying it forward and being deliberate right um Mountains I'm learning these days, I'm reading books like Atomic Habits, Indestructible, and all of that is you cannot coast through a lot of these things. You have to also be pretty intentional. Yep. You have to be intentional about the time you're spending with your friends because it also helps in building relationships. Also, obviously, time you're spending with your girlfriend, um, family, parents, all forms of relationship. You don't vibe or coast through it. It's not, not like we just vibe. You have to, there has to be some level of intentionality for, to see you grow. And yeah. yeah, I mean, so most of the times I, I get to say that <clears throat> just as how there's a, there's a recent trend now on defining love not as a feeling but as a decision. I mean, mo- <laughs> most people will say that there's a bit of inspire to aspire to Maguire around <laughs> it. I feel there's a bit of inspire to Maguire around it. Man. I mean, yeah. but yeah, but I, 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 there's a bit of it that I agree with in that... Um, any love that you have or that you say you feel that there is no decision around being intentional or being committed to it is actually not love. So if everything you think about the love you have for someone mm-hmm. is around the butterflies, is around mm-hmm. is around how you feel, is around uh, around spontaneity, is mm-hmm. around click, <laughs> we just click. Almost, I mean, today, there's like that point of, I think, I, I can't remember the exact line I used in my newsletter this, <coughs> um, this morning, but it was around the fact that even if on our click, at least nobody a click will stop. You need to also run a system, Come right? Um, so there is, it, it, yes, so there's some form of decision around. So, I mean, so, so one of, one of my biggest anchor for that is anger. So for, for God so loved the world, next thing that he gave, right? He gave his only begotten son. So love in itself comes with a response, comes with an action, comes with a verb. So, so there is nothing like that that does not need like a level of commitment, a level of um, decision making, a level of intentionality. I'm learning this one the hard way because I'm a, all of us in the form tech bro, tech bro, tech bro. We say it now after you better have time for your babe. <laughs> better have time for your babe. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. The, the approach I'm taking uh, is slotting in time in like high plan so like i plan my week i plan i plan to at least for the next three days to work. so i have to add to it for tomorrow by tomorrow but being able to add a column i just i just see the table for now maybe to add a column that says time or like stop 
having a relationship, I found out that it's something I want to be doing going forward. So at least you can just slot it in. Maybe you not get time. Add it as a meeting time. I mean, I mean, it, might, I mean it just might save you a lot of hearts. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and 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 I think that again, I know I've mentioned this a lot, um, across the different segments of this chat, um, is that I think we need to forgive ourselves and people a little bit more. Um, give grace, give grace. Um. Um, how am I connecting it to this conversation that we're having? Um, the world is becoming angry and we are being enlisted as foot soldiers for wars that we have we do not have an idea about, mm-hmm. right? Based on predominant thoughts, right? I think you should also be very intentional about the people that are close to you that you don't give them labels because of information you got from outside, right? Um, Try to find out why. Um, At least they are close. So, I mean, so, because a lot of relationships are not how they are today because instead of them to have conversations, they give labels based on information that they got from outside. (laughs) Um, So forgive like like give grace understand that the people you are dealing with are humans to they kind of like make mistakes um because sometimes i tell people that the opportunity someone has to learn you are attacked so the person never learns and you thought you are doing the good job hmm. right. i'm getting not sure <laughs> i mean so so i mean so someone says something and and so to speak, probably with misogyny or something or misandry or any of those labels that we now have. It's tough. It's been a teachable moment. It becomes a moment for you to crucify. I mean, and I'm like, okay, so what exactly did you achieve. want to achieve? Is it that you Make just wanted to maybe or make an example of someone mm-hmm. or you really wanted to like get people to see the right thing because the only thing that crucifying people kind of like does is what happens immediately jesus was killed and crucified the church went underground <laughs> that's what happened the church went underground but in going underground and scattering abroad the message spread abroad <laughs> <laughs> so when you crucify people it's almost exactly the same thing that happened mm-hmm. now you do not know what to correct because the people doing it are not coming to the surface yeah, it now becomes a private conversation and you leak counsel when you hear snippets of what they have said but you don't know how how far it has gone how far it has gone and also the resentment has been built up I mean, you know, so, like, I, I mean, that's what I, when I see stuff like all these them, the whole alpha male, sigma male movements, and people are like, oh, this is funny. People don't know how terrible the such movements are already. It's, it's like, it's a, it's a, I don't say whiplash, it's just basically a reaction to the lack of candor we approach the topic with, right? Yes, no, I mean, there are no safe spaces to have conversations yeah, so anymore. People, everybody, everybody have some level of, broken bottles at the back of their heads that they mm-hmm. pass through before they make a tweet and like i must not i must not mm-hmm. i must not mm-hmm. and so they do not even really say what they think anymore yeah and so when when they know what to say what they think they're not in like echo chambers where things notions they hold can be corrected and this thing is if we are being honest this thing is coming in, in the majority we're not having like majority of people having their own echo chambers 
holding toxic opinion that will actually be worse than the things that is being fought against. And I think it's affecting relationships too, yeah, because I mean, boyfriends and girlfriends are having standards for the, <clears throat> for their relationships mm-hmm. that they they do not even know where they got it from, right? Mm-hmm. People are expecting their family to be like the family they see on social media, and that's why they are <laughs> saying that. Uh, my fam, my father should not have his retirement plan. Man, this guy sold his clothes. Your mom sold his clothes to train you to train you to school, and you come back and say, oh, "What else should they see you as?" Right? I mean, so you can even have that conversation around the fact that they should give you some grace. Everybody should be supportive. Everybody, but it's conversation, not begin to see your parents differently yeah. based on standards that are not your standards. Where did you get it from? Where did you learn it from? Or because of that, your brother says something and you give him a label without having a conversation with him to find out where he got it from. Are you are you so quick to attack that you don't know what you are losing because you are attacking? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's crazy the kind of world we live in now, but I hope we can be forgiven. I hope yeah. we can be a little bit more forgiving. I'm learning too, man, but I yeah. I think it's two things. Forgiving or actually just listening to each other. Yeah, but... but forgiveness is the main one. <coughs> forgiveness is the main one. I think you should be a little bit more forgiving. Except, I mean, the only time I counsel you is if you have consistently... Oh, mm-hmm. If you don't do one, two, three, four, five... Oh my, we're wrong because... I'm getting to realize that I don't have as much control over my mind as I think I have. Man. <laughs> I mean, I'm, funny enough, I don't even, I don't even cancel him. What I do is block. I'm not blocking because I hate the person. Sometimes I block. Sometimes the person is my friend and the person is saying things that I don't, I do not feel should be said. I either reach out and say, "Hey, what's up? I don't think this is." Let's talk. Let's talk to your opinion, right? I'm not even saying, "Oh, don't tweet about." It. Let's talk to your opinion. Or if I've done that once, twice, I just miss the person. Like there's really no bad blood. I mean, they're my friend. We can maybe when we meet in person, we can talk about it. I don't have to see the social media. You understand? But sometimes I just end up blocking because I'm like, oh, this is very extreme. Like funny, funny things. I actually block people who just come up and start hurling it out at someone. I'm like, ah, this person just made me sick. You know, I grow. I don't want to see your negative energy. I don't hate you or anything. I don't think you're a bad person, but this energy on my virtual space, I don't want it. And I block. So I don't even block out of spite. It's just like, I'm going to control my feed. <laughs> you understand? Let me control my feed to the best degree that I can. Because... Cool, cool stuff. I, I, I think we have touched on a bit. Uh-huh. I, I'm leaving you as owner of the podcast to tell us when we need to go. But I mean... Yeah. yeah um, I, think, I think this is a great conclusion, actually. Um... We should be forgiven. I mean, we should just allow her. And yeah, I mean, she know that there's a real life. There's a real life. There's a real life. There's a real life, man. Go outside and touch the grass. There's a real life. There's a real life. And and the things you say hurt people. Yeah. Um, the things you do affect people's lives. All right. Thank yeah. you very much, Ape, for your time. We hope to hear again from you very soon. I really enjoyed this conversation, the dynamic. It gave me the opportunity to also like talk through things. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening in. Uh, see you in the next podcast episode. Bye. Catch ya.